Hello and welcome everybody to our Rollercast by RollerFit. Hi Stacey, welcome back. Hello Amelia, yeah. it's nice to be back. Well, we missed you, Australia missed you and um, yeah, you were away, you were in Vancouver and then you were at the Moxie Skate Camp, right? Yes, I was in uh, Canada in Vancouver and had the most amazing time and then yeah, um, went to LA to Long Beach and then to the Moxie Camp at Woodward West. Awesome. Which awesome. was so good. Yeah. yeah. Best time. Oh, that's so good. Well, so Stacey, you, the plan was that you were going to go to the US and get all these interviews with amazing skaters over there, but that didn't quite work out, did it? I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, things just got really busy and really crazy. We, uh, I won't go into detail in this episode, but yeah, we had a lot of um, coaching on and photo shoots and I just didn't have time. I apologize, but... But yeah, but but we have a special guest today, and that's right. And our first ever interview, our first first ever interview in our roller cast today, we are going to interview Emily Wheatycamp. Yes, so excited! Um, I met Emily for the first time at the Moxie Camp. Actually, that's a lie. We met at Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's <laughs> in the car park. <laughs> what is Trader Joe's for all of our international? You know, oh, it's I don't like, know what it's Trader like a Whole Joe's Foods. Is. It's like oh. I I feel like we don't have. The equivalent. It's like a health foods shop cross Woolworths cross amazingness. Okay. It has all the things. It's so good. Anyways, we're both in the car park and we're like, oh my gosh. Wow. So you bonded over food and skating. Yes, of course. Yes, that sounds typical of you, Stacey. <laughs> um, so we are so excited to welcome Emily Weedycamp to our roller cast. Emily is a freestyle flow skater from Texas. She's been skating for three and a half years and she is on the Moxie Skate team as well. And her Instagram handle for all of you, you go look her up right now, go give her a follow if you aren't already following her because she's an incredible skater. It is all one word, Emily, E-M-I-L-Y, W-E-I-T-E-K-A-M-P, all one word. So Emily Camp. So Emily. Hello. 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 <laughs> Nice Hello, to have thank you for having me on. Yes, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We totally met in the car park. Uh, you were with Indy and I was with Legs and Danger and we just see Indy's hair come out of nowhere <laughs> as you do. And then I just saw you and we both jumped. Oh, I jumped out of the car. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't met Emily before. So yeah. it was really overwhelmed, overwhelmed with love and joy. It was great. Yes, Aww. it was so good. Uh, so Emily, first question that we wanted to ask you is, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, when you started roller skating and why you started roller skating? Yeah. Um, so I'm from originally Illinois and I moved to Texas about three and a half years ago to join AmeriCorps. For those of you who don't know, it's like Domestic Peace Corps and we serve the underserved population in the community. And I moved to Austin, Texas, and that's where I started skating. I went with my best friend Kelly to my first ever roller derby bout and it was the Rhinestone Cowgirls versus the Cherry Bombs. And just seeing the women up there was so empowering. And then that same weekend, Everyone was going to the skate park and I joined them and my friend had an extra pair of skates. We wore the same size. So it was just meant to be. I had a blast and I learned a lot on the first day. So, That's uh, so awesome. yeah. <laughs> can you tell, because I guess a lot of our listeners are Australian. Can you tell us a little bit about Austin? Because I feel like most Australians want to travel to Austin, Texas. We want to go to South by Southwest Festival. I know mm. I've always wanted to go. Amelia, have you always mm, wanted to go? Mm. Austin's just 
known in Australia as this magical place where there's bands every night and food and music and can you yeah what's it like in Austin? Yeah that's amazing because I actually I moved here and I had no idea what Austin was like I had no idea all, all I knew was that there was an ultimate frisbee scene and at the time it was great, <laughs> the ultimate frisbee <laughs> so I moved here and I knew there was live music it's live music capital of the world uh, is what I heard you there's something to do every night of the week there's farmers markets there's people who are wanting to progress the city and just make it something unique and weird and fun and there's tons of music festivals free shows lots of free opportunities to have fun yeah yeah Amazing. that's so awesome and I, mm -hmm. I guess tell us a little bit about the skate scene then in austin yeah it's huge and i had no idea and then once you get into it so i started skating about three and a half years ago and then i got into park skating more about three years ago and then from there like just meeting more girls at the skate park led me to i met marissa garcia she's a skateboarder in town and meeting her and the crew that she skates with they have like this whole underground scene and there's backyard ramps everywhere there's um famous spots too like in different skateboarding videos and rollerblade videos all over town so it seems like it's a mecca for not only roller derby but just like skate culture in general it's so every day every weekend i can just like pick anywhere i want to skate it seems like and have a good time and experience yeah that's so cool mm. i would love to go to austin texas one to skate but two also to go to south by southwest mm. yes and yes and there's so many free opportunities to like see shows at south by so definitely come it's great amazing that love sounds that. amazing so you said that you skate on weekends what do you do during the week like what do you do for work what's your main way you spend your time yeah so i just finished my fourth year of serving with americorps and wow. um so in that there are several different programs around the country one of our other members kid ace she served as a disaster relief and so that's typically what people think about whenever they hear americorps is uh hands-on like you're in the forest or doing some sort of disaster relief but my program that i work with that i just finished with it's so amazing it's a literacy first and we work with kindergarten first and second graders one-on-one -on -one, and we help them to achieve their literacy goals by third grade because research shows that if students can read by by the time they hit the third grade they are well more <laughs> they're much more uh set up for opportunities of success so wow yeah. that's incredible uh, I just started doing uh, skate lessons. So that's now what is going to occupy my time during the summer. Yeah. Amazing. So you teach, you teach skating in Austin? Uh, well, I just started. So I just had a free lesson. And um, I'm also getting my teaching certificate at the same time. So I'll take night classes and study to become a special education teacher. Wow, that's so fantastic. Wow, you're doing so many things. You're juggling many balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're doing a really good job at it. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So you're going to teach skating. Are you thinking that you'll teach kids and adults? Is that your plan? That would be, that's the dream. You know, I want to get more kids out there skating. Just, I mean, you see the growth and I've always studied early childhood development. And as soon as you can get them ready for whatever you want them to do or whatever they want to do, actually. They just learn and they hold on to it. They're so inspirational. So yeah, definitely kids. But adults, you see the same things. Just like that spark, that light in their eye, you kind of see a childlike presence in adults. So teaching all ages is just fabulous. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, most I definitely. Love, mm. I feel like I would love to see more older people, you know, like, or not older, but uh, 
people who have been on earth longer <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah like old old souls yeah. <laughs> not old yeah. in body uh, but mature in spirit we should say i guess in yes. sydney we definitely have a lot of old souls that come to our classes mm, we do uh but also kids as well which yeah, yeah it's it's so good teaching both. So it's cool that you want to go down that path. Yeah. And given your background in teaching, I imagine so much of that would translate so well into coaching. Like what have you, have you seen any parallels between your teaching skills and how you like to coach? Definitely. um, I think scaffolding the learning for every single skater is just, you have to, every person is unique and they learn differently and they're taught differently and they want to experience this practice differently. They're, they're reaching different goals and have different objectives of where they want to take their skating practice and how they want to incorporate it into their lives. And so, yeah, just taking small steps and figuring out what's how to break something down for each person uh, is what I've learned. And through skating, that's helped me with teaching and then teaching also just like corresponds with that as well. That's yeah. awesome. So cool. Yeah. And taking such an individualized approach to teaching skating sounds amazing as well as you said because everybody is so unique and so different speaking of kids did you do any other sports growing up like what's your kind of your background in sports (laughs) um well definitely as a kid I played a lot (laughs) so just running around and having fun uh started with t-ball and then worked my way up from soccer and then in fifth grade I started basketball and volleyball Uh, and then I continued basketball throughout college and um, I played for two years And then I transferred schools and uh, started playing ultimate frisbee in college. And that was a huge eye opener for me starting a new sport that I had no idea about and like starting fresh um, as an adult and learning a new skill. But then through the help of other teachers and people who were experienced, I got to become a lot better at it. (laughs) And I got MVP my first year. (laughs) And I get, yeah, you're quite athletic then you've done a lot of different things and Matt I also add she's also an incredible dancer oh. <laughs> no, not that you guys can watch it because this is a podcast but when we're at the Montpellier, uh Emily threw out some dance moves and I was super impressed wow. and I was like did you used to do dancing growing up she's like I just feel the music you need to do roller dance yes mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah the two go together so well I'm so impressed with your athleticism Emily that's amazing because I come from the absolute opposite end of the spectrum like I did zero sports growing up. I'm not a sporty person. I'd rather be with my head in the books than, you know, doing any kind of sport. Do you think that your background in sports, like you said, coming to, you know, I guess ultimate Frisbee, do you think that gave you the confidence to try something like skating, like something that's totally different and outside of your medium? Like, did you feel... I'm I'm just thinking about people who are adults and who might be getting into sport for the first time, who might like the idea of skating, but maybe don't have a very athletic background like you know how did you come to skating how did you get the confidence to start something which is very new even though you had a background in sports Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah for me I'm I'm pretty adventurous so for me it was pretty easy to get into something new and to learn from others and kind of watch other people's way of doing things but I would say for someone who doesn't come from an athletic background who's trying to get into something new just think about it thinking about it as something just anything new that you're getting into, whether it's, I compare it a lot to my kids reading and um, just practicing every single day, starting from, you know, most basic steps and building from there. And the amount of time you put into it and the work that you can devote to doing it and where you see yourself going, I think just motivating yourself and having fun with it. And yeah. 
That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, that's some awesome tips. Um, so what's it like being on the Moxie Skate team? Tell us. Tell, it tell is us so great. Teammates. <laughs> <laughs> it is so great. I mean, my favorite part is definitely every year getting, or like almost every month, not really every month, but uh, quite often getting to meet new team members because we have, we're just constantly building the team and it's so great hearing about your skate journey. And I had no idea that you were, was it a national champion? Of- uh, have been, yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, you were. That is at one point, I peaked at about seven. <laughs> seven or eight. That maybe. is incredible. <laughs> awesome. And yeah, so just being a part of the team and having that aspect um, and just the opportunity that it has opened me up to. I was able to travel to Munich with uh, a few people from the team and seeing a different side of a culture that never had entered my life until three years ago is like my favorite part about it. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. so cool. And when were you announced on the team? I should know this, but I, I don't. Uh, it was, was it now? January 2017. So about a year and a few months. And was ago. it after you went to Germany? I was announced, um, I think not technically on Instagram, but that doesn't really make any difference. <laughs> but uh, it was, Astro called me in December of 2016. And I remember the phone call. She was like, do you want to be a part of the skate team? And I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> like, of course. This is, I don't know, just watching you all is amazing. And to be a part of it is so empowering. Uh, so yeah, it was in January 2017. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I feel a lot of people always ask how you get on the Moxie team and Michelle explained that at the camp, just saying it's the love for skating that you give and what you give back to skating. Yeah, and it's really cool. So obviously Michelle found that in you, which mm-hmm. and you're an awesome skater on too on top of that. So, 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 so cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, but I can hear in the way that you're talking about not only the work that you do outside of skating, but your kind of philosophy and approach to skating that you really care about the community and how empowering it is so thank you for being someone who cares about that aspect of it and and is contributing to that international community in that way it's so amazing um yeah so I am interested to know you've been skating for three and a half years what's your favorite skate memory like do you have this you know an occasion or an event or a moment that just stands out in your mind yeah this is always a hard one to answer because there are so many but I think I have felt very empowered throughout the whole skating career but one of my favorite memories is I think it was my first year doing the 100 days of skate and we lived in a little neighborhood people might know it Hyde Park in Austin Texas and there's just like these flat roads and I was needing to skate every day so I just put on my soft wheels or maybe at that time I was skating in hard wheels on this like rough road yeah and just having those like sunset skates solo skates on my own I think that's probably my my best memory yeah do you love skating on your own just um Ren, I don't know we we're talking about skating alone and skating together and I skate alone a lot because it's like my my time that I need you like skating alone yeah I mean it just depends what type of mood I'm in mm-hmm. um if I need it just to you know you can just like feel it in your body it's like I need to do this right now and maybe nobody else is available so I'm just gonna go and do it wherever is calling me to do it and I have so many options here so I feel very fortunate but I mean skating with my friends is the best we have an awesome crew here in Austin Indy formulated it with a few other friends and they call it Skate Heart of Texas 
So through that, I have met uh, many other roller skaters at skate parks. And then upon that, uh, building on to that crew is a group that we like to call Rip Riot. And so it's any girl, any wheel, any level. Yeah, I just love skating with everybody because they make me laugh. They make me think about different tricks uh, in new ways and help me build my confidence. And, you know, there's that competitive nature, but it's mostly about just having fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I love that um, Rip Riot sounds really cool. I love the idea of all wheels coming together because mm-hmm. I find going where I live, there isn't a whole lot of roller skaters. There definitely is roller skaters, but not many. But if I go to the skate park on my own and getting to know some of the skateboarders and, you know, them teaching me lines or asking me to do it, you know, can you do this? And, it, you know, it's good getting mm-hmm. together and challenging each other and all wheels. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like you go to the skate park, you see mostly skateboards and seeing more females on skateboards. It really made me want to try it too. And then it mm. allowed me to be more of a novice skater. And it helped me to break down the moves of a roller skater and incorporate it into my learning of skateboarding. Mm. Wow, mm. amazing. So Emily, what's you said you kind of generally describe yourself as like a freestyle flow skater. What's your, yeah, can you tell us more about that? Like what's the main style that you're, you're skating in at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I think I kind of discovered it through um, Sarah Heipel. People might know her. She uh, once told me like, oh, you have a surfer, surfer style and... Um, then I kind of like was watching my movements more closely. And I think it's more of just like flowing the bowl. Getting to skate a bowl is just so amazing. Like you can, it just feels like you're flying, honestly. And you just go and you develop these lines and you just take the transitions and move with them and work with them to get your full speed and to be able to like fly out of the bowl and just do everything. It's awesome. Flow skating is just feeling uh, the carving of a bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, I love that. I love watching people carve in the bowl. It's like one of my favorite things to like watch and learning it <laughs> is quite difficult. Um, I'm finding, but I just love watching it. And I remember the first person I saw it in real life was Estro, Michelle. And she just, I was like, she was in a trance. It was so cool. I was just so absorbed by what she was doing and she was just riding around the gold bowl in Newcastle. It was, and I just could have watched it all day. It was so beautiful. And then at the Moxie camp at the end, like the last day at the end of the camp, there was a bunch of people riding in the bowl and same thing. I just had to get my video camera out and film everyone and watching Indy in a bowl and you in a bowl. It's just, Mm. I don't know, there's something like mesmerizing about it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and Estra has been always amazing ever since I first met her. And even in the past three years, I've seen her progress in her bowl skating because she just seems to be like flying so high currently. And um, yeah, one of the first people I saw also was Indy. And that's kind of what made it click for me. One day we went to a park in Houston and uh, she just like gave me one little tip of carving out a line and it just clicked. And then I felt it. And from there, I just like kept taking it to different bowls and just feeling that same motion of the carve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, it's so cool. I love, yeah, watching it just, <laughs> it's like my favorite thing to watch in ramp skating at the moment. It's just, it's beautiful. I don't know, there's something really beautiful about it. Mm. Um, but while we're on this subject, can you give us some tips for people? Well, first of all, tips in pumping for the more beginner ramp skaters and then some tips in learning how to carve around a bowl 
for me yeah. as well. I really <laughs> want to know this. I want to know how to come around a bowl. <laughs> Yeah, and I agree with you. I love watching other people skate the bowl, and it feels even more amazing. And seriously, one day it will just click if you practice it. But some tips to get there are like the basics, um, those six tips that uh, Matt mentioned on the previous episode uh, were very helpful and staying low and just like starting with the basics. And then something that I learned from, it broke it down from skateboarding, was to stay low, to go slow, low, and carve like a rainbow. Uh, <laughs> I added the rainbow part, but my ah. friend Stevie told me about the stay low and slow. Yeah. <laughs> That's so uh, cool. Because, yeah, you just want to create this arch. Um, Enzo talks about uh, carving at a 45 degree angle, which is something also that clicked with me and just holding on to the compression and staying really low and close to the walls. Yeah. <laughs> wow that's some good tips yeah definitely mm-hmm. yeah and I guess there's different shaped bowls so you've got a square bowl versus another shaped bowl so how do you what's some tips of people like if they turn up at a skate park and they see the bowl and it's just like a weird shape and they're like I don't I don't know how to do this where where do you normally start do you look at yeah, it so first and like size it up Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're a more experienced skater, you might feel a little bit more confident into just going ahead and dropping into the bowl and finding your lines. But I would say for someone who's starting out to, I mean, just climb into the bowl and um, practice your pumping. Hopefully, people have had the experience of a good pumping class because uh, there's some good tips out there. Uh, Planet Roller Skate obviously has uh, some really good tips on that. And um, taking that and getting into the bowl and turning both ways if you can, using the corners, the walls, and um, carving out different lines. You, The basics of carving a bowl is you don't want to have to stride. You want to be able to use your pumps to the fullest and to get that momentum and that energy to propel you forward. Yeah, that's mm. awesome. So one last question. I feel like these are all personal questions. <laughs> this is totally simple. Like, Personal's to get easier. Some tips, yeah. Get some tips. Um, how do you maintain speed? Because I feel like that is a huge problem for me. Like, I'll drop in, now that I can finally drop in, I'll drop in and I'll maintain speed a little bit from my pumps, but then I just completely lose it. And I'm like, oh, how, do you, how do you stay on the wall? I guess. Yeah, I mean, that same thing for me. I'm still constantly trying to get better at this. I lose my speed most of the time. <laughs> uh, but at my local park, house park, I have found different lines that I have been practicing for, you know, like a couple years now. And I just practice those over and over again, and I get better at those. Um, but I would say to keep your speed is um, just to, you know, what do you do with your abs? You, uh, <laughs> you kind of like a... <laughs> Uh, Yeah, you activate your abs, you activate your core, and you focus on your breathing, uh, which I learned from L7 and Enzo both talk about that. And that's definitely a good tip is focusing on your breathing and your pumping, staying low, having your wheels under you, um, I think is a very big part of it. Keeping your wheels under you, having your hips stacked and squared, and your shoulders and your arms out. So keeping everything in one uh, line of energy, one like line of stability and using that and then using the motion of pumping, using all the walls and all of the corners uh, as you can and just mm-hmm. being able to turn both ways. Yeah. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. turning both ways is definitely for me, yeah. especially a challenge. Turning right is um hard. <laughs> yeah, for, <laughs> for sure. me, something I'm not used to. I love in roller skating how the basics just go across everything you do. Mm. Like that whole shoulders over your hips, hips over your skates is just everything in roller skating. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're doing something really difficult or something more beginner. That whole shoulders, hips, skates square to the line Mm, is bending your knees bending your knees Mm. i just love that it carries across everything Mm. you know it's so So, cool definitely yeah Mm. and practicing different uh modes of skating like i learned it clicked for me learning dance moves uh with the bounce in your knees like having that all the time and being able to just like contract or like compress as quickly as you can Mm. um yeah and that's another thing i tell my uh well i told my students on monday uh was that if you just exaggerate it at the beginning and then throughout your practice, it'll just become muscle memory and then eventually something will just click and you'll feel it. And through that, Mm. you'll just kind of develop it on your own. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to get back to the skate park now Mm. and have you in my head. Freshly inspired. Yes, definitely. Um, So Emily, I understand that you also do some vert skating. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Can you tell our our dear listeners, what is vert skating? So vert skating is on a vertical ramp. Some bowls have vert to them, and it's just when the transition comes from a curve to a vertical line. And so most vert ramps are wooden, if you're lucky. (laughs) And uh, uh, the ones we have in Texas, they're about typically, it's like nine and a half feet of transition to about a foot of vert. You'll have a length of vert at the top, and that's just like a vertical plane yeah if that makes sense wow yes yes you described it very well yeah so what are your top tips for people who might be interested to get into vert skating well one of the best tips i have is something i learned from enzo and just enzo's choice coaching uh (laughs) i was skating vert for a while and then he said something to me that really resonated of riding the ramp all the way up and carving using carving motion in your pump And then, um, because typically you get to this point and you want to just jump and get air, but really you're not getting air, you're just jumping away from the ramp. So what you want to work on is focusing on your pump and getting all of your energy from the pump and riding the ramp all the way up until you hit the coping. And if you can do that, then eventually you'll be able to bonk the coping and air out and do some cool tricks. But yeah, just focusing on your pumping. And Estro talks about that too, of learning pumping on a vert ramp is very beneficial because you have so much ramp to work with. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I learned to pump was on the um, vert at Monster Skate Park in, mm. in here in Sydney. That's unfortunately not in operation at the moment. But um, yeah, I definitely learned to pump on a vert ramp. And I just all that room, I think it gave me more confidence as well when it came to pumping. Yeah, that's really cool. And I love, you know, you're not jumping away from the ramp. You're trying to get air out of it. And I think when I was learning, I was always trying to like jump and then I'll jump out of the ramp. Exactly. Yeah. And then I would just like <laughs> land on the flat. But I don't think that's right. So yeah, getting up to the coping <laughs> and letting almost the momentum take you, I guess. Mm-hmm. And exactly. And for long-legged people like us, it's very easy to cheat on mini ramps of getting to the top of a, of a mini ramp, you know, but with a vert ramp, you really have to focus on the pump, yeah, to get you to the top. 
Awesome. So given that you're mainly doing like ball skating and some vert skating, I think our listeners would be very interested to know what's your skate setup? What are your boots? What are your plates? What are your wheels that you're mainly skating on? Currently, I have the jack boot, the moxie jack boot. It's great. Um, I'm burning through it, skating it all the time. (laughs) Uh, And then I have the reactor neo that's right, yeah. That reactor Neo from Rydell. And then um, attached to that, I have the Bigfoot bike and skate slider yes. blocks. And I just recently got those back in November, I think. So I'm still learning how to use those to their fullest, but they're great. And they have a little metal, metal uh, piece attached to the bottom. So that's very aesthetically pleasing whenever I slide on the coping and other services. Um, and then my wheels, I still haven't changed them from Moxie Skate Camp. So they're these... Uh, hybrid reels about 88 uh in diameter okay yeah. cool so, mm-hmm. and they're bigger so i think i like the bigger skates uh about 57 59 mm-hmm. and heights okay. yeah mm-hmm. yeah you like height yeah we were talking about matt likes height in mm-hmm. wheels where mm-hmm. i like little wheels yeah i like narrower generally harder wheels but yeah when you're doing outdoors it's yeah i don't know a softer wheel is good because my old knees they get sore <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, and how do you find the reactor plate for yeah, the skate Neos. parks? Yeah, it's great. Um, before I was just skating on the nylon plate and the reactor plate is, it turns when I need it to, it reacts <laughs> to, my mo- <laughs> to my movements. And I really like it. I mean, I would love to try out different plates, uh, but you know, they're a little bit more expensive than just going out and buying a new plate. So uh, I really like it. It's done what it needs to for me so yeah Yeah, I've Um, heard the Neo is good mm, yeah I've never Mm -hmm. tried it myself which is why I'm interested to hear tea from you and I'm sure a lot of our listeners who are into ramps and and bowls are always out for a good recommendation so thank you um Mm -hmm. for letting us know so what are your favorite places like where are your favorite places to skate in Texas do you skate at any rinks any particular skate parks any like really good outdoor skates that you liked you know to go on yeah, and like uh, for rink skating, I do enjoy a smaller, harder wheel for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. But my favorite, my favorite place to skate uh, is House Park. That's the skate park. And then for Austin roller rink scene, I would say Millennium is definitely the best. Every third Saturday, we have an adult night, and the DJs always play the best music. They're skaters themselves typically, and they just know how to create a flow of music that like doesn't stop. You could like go from one move to the next within like the transition of a song um but throughout texas there's a huge rink scene uh in san antonio the rollercade is amazing and they do uh different adult nights houston has fun city and they do a yearly uh roller roundup and that's pretty near uh south by so maybe next Mm -hmm. year you could like make a whole (laughs) see a skate trip in the works yeah Yeah. (laughs) So how many rinks, uh, if, if you know, uh, just because in Australia we don't have many rinks, so we love hearing about, oh, where are your rinks? How many do you have? Yeah, rink culture. and Yeah, yeah that's so surprising. Um, and we have three in town. So there's Playland, which is up north. Uh, there's a south one, Austin Roller Rink. And then over on the east side is Millennium Youth Entertainment Complex. And they're all great. They're different floors, each one of them. Uh, oh. Playland is where they started the roller derby and they used to have the blue floor and then I think it was about like seven years ago I'm not sure I wasn't living here at the time but they uh, remodeled it to a wooden floor so it's pretty nice yeah there's like some bumps in it but it's pretty nice and then uh, Millennium is just like this 
universal sports floor, I guess. Uh, they use it for like basketball and other things. Uh, but it's like a white finish. I'm not sure like what the sports material court. is. Is yeah. it got the little holes in it? The little... No, 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 no. It's not sports court. It's uh, just, it feels like the blue surface, but it's white. Okay, I think I think I know the surface you're talking about. I think they have it at Tokyo Dome in Japan. That was the first time I'd tried it. It's like okay. not concrete, but not wood, like right. some other um, material. Yeah, yeah. Now, mm. yeah, they have that in Japan as well. Oh. I haven't tried that in Australia, but yeah, I mean, we don't have a lot of yeah. Like the fact that you're like three rinks in the same city is like insane to us here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so so great. And you would think, you know, Australia, we have so much space. Um, why not have more giant rinks? Good question. But yeah, I guess real estate here is quite expensive. Insurance and, is also very... And population. And po- yes, of course, our population is yeah, a Yeah, when lower. Sydney's the biggest city in Australia and I... It's pretty hectic. And, yeah. Sid- and Sydney's like our major mm-hmm. so, city. Anyways, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it comes down to numerous things, but mm. yeah, I think money, population, yeah, real estate at the moment is just mm-hmm. out of control. Yeah, that's true. So that's, you know, thank you for sharing. I'm sure there's a bunch of listeners that we have in the US and in Texas. If anyone wants to go on a skate road trip to, to Austin, now we know where to go. So that's amazing. Um, so what's in the future for you? What's ahead? Where do you see your skating going? What are your skating goals? You said that you're going to start doing some teaching soon, um, I guess on a personal level as well. Yeah. I mean, I hope to continue to do lessons with people. Uh, that would be great. That's what I want to do. Um, and right now I'm really focused on getting my teaching certificate, but I want to eventually incorporate that into some sort of after school skating curriculum or, uh, you know, club for after school skating. And I know in uh, the United States we have some for skateboarders. And I guess that would be a little bit easier because, you know, you don't have to worry about the shoe size of the child and they're constantly growing. Uh, but it would be great to have some sort of roller skate after school organization. Yeah. Yeah, So anyone has, yeah, the resources, just start that up in the United States and it'll make it easier for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a really great idea. And I think um, back in the day when I used to skate as a kid, we we had roller skating as a school sport. I mean, we didn't learn, we didn't have a class or anything. We just went to the local rink and skated in circles, but having that in the schools I think it's really important and I know in some countries in Europe you actually learn things like artistic skating at school which is like so wow. crazy like I can't imagine learning it like as part of an actual school sport um, yeah, I mean mm-hmm. I think it makes so much sense because there's the STEM aspect the science technology engineering and mechanics of it and then there's also so much empowerment and we have a awesome organization here it's called Girls Empowerment Network and I volunteered with them and what they teach the girls. And um, I was able to present it three times at their workshops. Uh, They have like this conference uh, where 4,000 girls get to go and listen to, they can choose between like hundreds of different workshops, you know, football or like women in science and the range is outrageous. Yeah. Just like getting the empowerment aspect of it. And yeah, there's so many good things to it. I think that should be definitely a thing. <laughs> yeah, after school, after school care, roller skating. Yeah, that sounds amazing. After roller care. Yeah, <laughs> after roller care. <laughs> the, you know, like the creative aspect of skating as well, like, you know, being able to, and I mean, that's a great thing about being a younger person. You have a lot less fear. And so I think you, I don't know, I mean, I'm really excited to see like that next generation of, you know, people starting to grow up. Yeah, so 
I love your goal of, of wanting to get it out there for kids. Please keep going, Emily. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and Woodward even does uh, some sort of scholarship for, I know one of the local BMX boys, he uh, won a scholarship for media. Like he produced this GoPro video or whatever and won a f- trip to Woodward West, which, I mean, if you know the pricing of Woodward West, like that's a pretty good prize to win and yeah so like and it uh got me more into the digital media and you all as well like doing this podcast learning something a different skill and incorporating it into the yeah Yeah. definitely and I think yeah I love that aspect too I was just gonna say that you learn about the skates themselves and what the bearings do and what the wheels do and as a kid I had to learn all of that because I had to change my wheels for different competitions and learning that like we've got all this equipment you have to learn about uh which I find really interesting but yeah the whole video and I mean Mm. I've learned so much now just doing this podcast and doing editing and yeah I wouldn't have known all those or I wouldn't have needed those skills before and now yeah yeah. you were saying about uh, learning how to do the wheels and everything like I learned that also in the past three years, like I had no idea what a bearing was before I started skating and I was like 25. Um, And I remember being at my mom's house one summer and my hardware was like all off. So I took apart my whole skate and had to like start fresh and I like I built it back up. So that was just such an empowering empowering Mm. thing. I never would have thought I would be doing that. (laughs) Yeah, it's a great feeling. Um, So Emily, before we move on to the we want to ask you about your favorite skate jam, your favorite skate song to skate to and all that sort of thing about your coaching philosophies. Yeah. I mean, I think it just goes along with the teaching philosophy, just scaffolding and Mm. uh, meeting the learner where they are um, and building their skills up. Yeah. That's so awesome. So let's move on to the skate jam. What, what is everyone listening to at the moment? Emily, you can go first. What is your current skate jam? We will add it to our Spotify playlist. Yes. And let me pull it up. So I've been obsessed with Leon Bridges ever since I first heard him on the radio here in Texas. And um, I think my favorite one right now is on his new album. It's called If It Feels Good. And uh, the the beat to it is really nice. Uh, let's see the genre is like R&B and soul. That's my favorite type of music to mm-hmm. dance to. R&B and just all kinds of music. I love everything. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I'm looking forward to listening to that. Yeah, for sure. Amelia, what well, is yours? Yeah, on those R&B vibes, I was thinking I've been dancing to this lately, a little throwback. Case of the X by Maya. Such a good song. Like as in Maya, who was around back in the 90s or yep, a different Maya. Yeah, like really? early 2000s, oh Maya, M-Y-A. Um, I think she was also on that. Moulin Rouge, like you remember that like Moulin Rouge cover that like Miss Yes, Ellie? that was Maya. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 that was Maya. Maya, Case of the X. It's just a, it's a sick song. Uh-huh. That, that's my that's my skate jam at the moment. What about you, Stace? Oh my gosh, I sorry, just excited about Maya. <laughs> I used to love her. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Yes. Used to go. To, I mean, for the Australians, to Grace Brothers um, before it was <laughs> Maya, and used to go to listen to CDs. You could go at Miranda Fair. And listen, oh. I remember listening to the Maya single. I, I know had a budget to buy one single oh. every two weeks or whatever it was. And I remember I had a bit of a collection of Maya. Wow, buying single single CDs. Yeah. We're showing our age now, but that's okay. That's all right. Those so, were the days. <laughs> uh, so the song I wanted to put out there is Wifey by Next. Oh, yes. 
I don't know. I think Tony introduced yeah. me to this song. And yeah. it's just a really, if you're a beginner at dance skating, this is a great song to dance to. That's mm. one of the reasons I wanted to mention it as well. Whenever I'm learning anything new, I find that putting this song on really helps because the tempo is at a very good rate. Um, and I think with dance skating, sometimes learning and if the tempo is too fast, I just get a bit overwhelmed. Totally. So, yeah, to- that's actually a tip from Tony. Mm. But, um, yeah, I actually do like listening to it. It came when I was driving down today. It came up on my playlist. I was like, oh, yeah. Mm. Meant to be. I Meant like to be this song. And what's your, like, move that you're working on at the moment, Stace? My move? Well, trying to carve around a bowl, mm. <laughs> which is what mm. we were talking about earlier. <laughs> so I went to the skate park. What was it two nights ago and I hadn't been in a few weeks since I was in the US basically and I didn't actually end up doing that much skate park skating in the US yeah I hadn't been and I just wanted to give it a go when I was trying and I know the hip scare me a little bit but I'm trying to just get more comfortable with just jumping over the hip and then trying to learn to carve around so now I've got Emily's tips yeah that's my plan for the next I mean I go overseas in a week so I literally have <laughs> <laughs> a week <laughs> so I'll probably go to the skate park once or twice and then but I'll definitely be doing you'll Emily skate in Europe I'll skate a little bit yeah yeah mm. and Emily so you're working on floor work is that your your dance floor work yes floor work and all types of dance moves yes yeah. <laughs> awesome well it sounds like you're a great dancer so mm-hmm. can you please post some dance videos on Instagram so <laughs> inspire us I do all? need to yes yeah please do <laughs> just for you um, Please. Well, yeah, the mate, I'm, I always say I'm working on a dance move because it's true, but I'm trying to work on my banana, oh, yeah. which is like a backwards kind of flowy figure eight move. Do you know that move, Emily? No, no. Mm, check yeah. out, check out Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I should post something. Yeah. Actually, Stacey and Tony, Stacey was in the US recently with Tony and he was teaching you a variation on that. The Emils. The Emils. Yeah. Which is scary to me because it's like involves a leg lift. It does involve a one mm. foot lift, but I feel like I can do it better when Tony's next to me. (laughs) It's always the way when like someone's next to you that's better than you, you progress quite quickly. But when you're by yourself, I feel like really off balance doing it. But that rink was, yeah, Yeah. it was beautiful. So Mm, it did look beautiful. Mm -hmm. So Emily, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been thank you so much for having me. So, so amazing to speak to you. And where can we find out more about your coaching, about your classes in Texas? Uh, well, I'll be posting them more on uh, Facebook. If you follow Skate Heart of Texas, that's where I'll post the initial event and then I'll share it through my other social media. So, yeah. Awesome. And what, what are all your Instagram handles again? Oh, yeah. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, my Instagram handle is at Emily Wiedekamp, my name. Uh, hopefully you guys can just write it in the description below. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then um, at Facebook, Emily Wiedekamp, uh, email wiedekamp.emily at gmail.com. Oh, and fantastic. Twitter. Yes. Yeah. And we'll link it in the show notes. We will. And Skate Heart of Texas on um, on Facebook. Does Skate Heart of Texas yeah. have an Instagram? Yeah, they've got an Instagram as well. They do. We're not that live with it, but uh, maybe through this I'll post a little bit more about it. We would love <laughs> to see that. We would love to see that. Well, Emily, it was so great to talk to you today. Yes, thank you for coming, being our first guest on the show. Yay! It's been wonderful. First ever interviewer. And, um, yeah, we, well, yeah, we're going to follow you. We're going to make sure we're looking out for what you're doing in future. All the very best with your skate dreams and your skate goals, empowering young people and particularly young girls. That's just so inspiring. So thank you for sharing the skate love with us today. Yes, thank you so much. And thank you for everyone for listening today. And sweet, sweet skate, skate dreams. dreams. <laughs>